welcome to Beecher Island Church. Uh, as I say every Sunday, we're an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And we stand in His truth, and, and if I get it wrong, just as we talked about in class, I get corrected, and it's good, because that's why we all have His Word. Uh, not just me. Uh, don't trust me. Please, don't trust me. Trust this. Trust His Word, and, and that's why uh, I love that we are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And so uh, in that, this morning, I'm excited uh, to continue in our study of Ephesians. And we're going to start off in Ephesians chapter 6 uh, and, and jump into that. I want to remind you, though, where we've come from in Ephesians. In the first three chapters, Paul really hammers it out that we are children of God. And that that is who we are. And that's what he's trying to tell them at, at, at the church of Ephesus. And he's saying, look, understand who you are. Believe it. Because that is who you are. When you believe in Jesus and you, and you confess that he is the Christ, you are a child of God. Period. There's no discussion. It's done. You are his child. And so in that, he, he, he hammers on that for the first three chapters. And then in chapter 4, he says, Now that you know you're a child of God, walk worthy of the calling in which you've been called. And, and he goes, continues on from chapter 4 on as to how that looks. How do you walk worthy of the calling in which you've been called? Last week, we got to talk about husband and wife. And that love that gets poured out between a husband and a wife. And that you'll leave your mother and father and become one flesh in that marriage. And you will have your own family. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today as we begin in chapter 6. But chapter 6 starts off with children. And really focuses in on, on how children should be. But it also deals with parents and their discipline of their child. And so we're going to get to read that today. So if you haven't already, open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. But let's go to him in prayer first. Father God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for the love that you pour out on us, that we even get to call ourselves your child. God, thank you for that. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us so that we can be forgiven of all. And know that we, we again are your child. And we have the promise of a mansion. You tell us that. And God, I just thank you for that. And I just pray right now that we do take it serious of walking worthy of the call in which we have been called. As husbands, wives, fathers, mothers employees, employers, just people. Lord, I pray that we walk worthy of the calling in which we've been called as your child. God, I pray that, that today as we talk about children and, and parents uh, in, the, in the scriptures we have here in chapter 6 of Ephesians, that, that we take it to heart. God, and I just thank you for this word and it's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. 
All right, Ephesians chapter 6. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Not very many scriptures, but there is a lot there. Paul, Paul really breaks it down, though, and I, and, I, and I love the way he does it. And, and really, there's four things here that I really want to point out in, in, this, in this set of scriptures. But, but before we go there, I want to make sure that we see that it says, Obey your parents in the Lord. And at the bottom, verse 4, it says, Parents, bring them up in training and admonition of the Lord. He's saying that we, we need to, children, be obedient in the Lord. Parents, be obedient in the Lord. And, and, and I want to make sure that that is our focus here, that, that it is in the Lord. In the Lord, in the Lord. And here is what it says, though. It says, for this is right. What, what do you mean this is right? It's right in the Lord? No, children, obey your parents because it is right. It's right because children are to submit to parents. And in that, it's right because kids should take the advice from those who are more mature. And I pray that as parents, we're more mature than our kids. And we train them up, right? I, I think of it as a bowling alley. I think of it as a bowling lane as parents because in this, the bowling lane has gutters on both sides, right? And if you don't put any protection in there, you have a chance of pushing your kid off into the gutter. But if you put them little bumper things in there that I only bowl with, and I still only bowl at 90, but in that, you put them little bumper things in there, right? And they have the whole lane then to bounce, that ball has, had that whole lane to bounce off of to get down the journey, right? But if you take them out of there, you have the gutter to fall in. But here's what's awesome about that vision. Is if that's our kid that we're guiding down this path, they need that guidance because it is right. They need the, the, the discipline and correction and reproof and everything to keep them in that lane Listen to me, if we take those bumpers and we suck them in to only let that ball roll straight with no variance, the ball's probably going to stop rolling. We have to give them allowance to bounce off that and go down there and make their own choices and, and bounce off both sides and figure out who they are. And I'm going to get to that more here. I'm way ahead of myself here. But, but in this, it's right. It's right for a child to, to respect the more mature, the parents, to grow and learn in this life. Second thing is it's scriptural, right? It says, honor your father and mother. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother. Kids, you've got to honor your mother and father. Period. It's scriptural. Kids, are you listening? <clears throat> My kids. I'm joking. 
Listen to your parents, right? Obey them. You've got to honor your mother and father. I, I want to speak on this just a little bit, though, because <clears throat> parents, if you have adult children who are married, it no longer affects you. It's no longer scriptural for them to honor their mother and father. Let me explain this just a little bit. We read last week that it says you will leave your mother and father when you're married and you will become one. I bring this up because too often parents use this that you will honor me because I am your mother or father. Even though you're married now and you are in your own family now because you have left your mother and father and now you are one. But now when the holidays come around, well, hey, hey, hey. You need to still bring your family to our family because that's just the way it is. No, it's not. They left you just as God called them to do. Let them have their family, parents. Let them grow and figure out what they want to do as a family. Give them that freedom of that lane, right? Of the bowling lane that they're going to bounce off of, but you've got to set them free, right? And they left their mother and father, and became one. Let them be one. Not four of you, okay? One. One. So, parents, don't hold that over your adult married children. That they have to honor you. They did already. If you raised them right, they want to be in your life. They want to be part of that. And, and I maybe shouldn't have said it that way, but We'll move on. <laughs> that it may be well with you. Verse 3, that it may be well with you. You see, uh, as, as children, growing up, it, it will be well with you if you are obedient to your parents. And, and you respect your parents and love your parents, right? And it will be well with you because, you know what? It's also well for the parents if they put those guidelines in there. If they be those bumpers on the bowling alley. Because the truth of the matter is, is that who wants to be around the kid that has no discipline? Who has no guidance? Who is running wild trying to figure out life, but they have no guidance to bounce them back. They're just running from gutter to gutter and trying to figure out life. The honest fact is those kids are really hard to be around because they're trying to figure out life. But it will be well for them if you as parents will give them the guidance to walk in the Lord. And in life as they grow and try to figure it out, may be well with you. And you may live long on the earth. This is not promising that if you give your kids a discipline and whip their hind in and tell them how to do it, that they're going to live long. It's not saying that. But what it is saying, if you give them guidance and you give them love and you give them the tools in which they need to, to figure out this life along the journey here that they get from young to old, that they'll probably live longer. Because the child who doesn't have that goes and tries to find it. And usually it's in a rebellious way. And their life may be cut a little short. 
because of life choices. Life choices. And so in that, be careful as you read this, you may live long on the earth. You may live long on the earth because they're making good choices, because they've had the upbringing in the Lord. To look at what is right. To do what is good. To walk that journey that, that God calls them to. But you see, then we get to this verse 4. And, and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Number one, fathers, I want you to listen to me this morning. calling you to step up to that role of the spiritual leader of your house. Fathers, if you are not the disciplinary in your house, now I'm not saying moms can't because moms are really good at it, okay? <clears throat> but you are called as fathers to be the disciplinary person in your house and to run your house. And in that, it's saying you don't provoke your child. But it's saying step up in that. Step up into that role and make sure that you are giving that guidance. <clears throat> but don't provoke them. I, I say it a lot, but this, this book that's uh, called Shepherding a Child's Heart, and, and I think it's a phenomenal book. It's a, biblical, it's a, it's a biblically based uh, uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart book. I love it because I think it follows... Proverbs 15, 5. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. You see, this, this Shepherding Child's Heart book says, says that, hey, look, don't do anything out of anger, number one. Don't provoke them. Don't do anything out of anger, but what you do is, number one, don't discipline for mistakes. Discipline for sin. And I, I wish that I would have heard that and taken that to heart a long time ago because I've messed, I messed that up greatly. If we discipline for sin, it takes out that ability for our kids to risk, to, to step out there on their own and make a decision. It, it takes away that, that opportunity for them to try something new. They'll mess it up. They'll have mistakes. They'll fall short of your expectation in a mistake. But if they, they sin, now it's time to discipline. But that discipline in Shepherding a Child's Heart really talks about that you won't do it in anger. That, that you will talk to them first before you ever discipline your child. Before there's any discipline at all, you will have a conversation with them. And that conversation is two ways, not one way. And that child will know exactly what they did and what that discipline's going to be. And then you discipline. And then you have another conversation. And in that, that conversation ends with a hug. And if it doesn't end with a hug from that child, you go back to number one. And you have another conversation. Because we cannot provoke our kids.
Don't provoke him to wrath. As the older and wiser I get and still uh, trying to figure out this whole parenting thing, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But let me tell you, everybody says that there is not a rule book. There's not a, a... This is your guideline. There's no guideline, but there is a guideline. It's right here. This is our book of how to raise our kids. This right here is our book of how to raise our kids and we need to be in it and reading it and know it and study it and know how God calls us to be mom and dad. When we're doing that, our kids want to know about this book too. And they want to seek it out so that they know what it is to be a child of God. You see, it tells us to bring them up in training and admonition. And training means the discipline and correction. And that can be verbal or it can be capital. And admonition means rebuke or reproof. Proverbs 15.5 that I already read. But we cannot forsake it. We cannot forsake raising our kids in the way that God calls us to raise them. We have to make sure that we, though, are doing it in the Lord. Because you see, it starts out with, as I just said, in our, as I said at the beginning, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Parents, train them up in the Lord. And I think that's number one, and that we need to make sure that that is first, that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that we confess Him as Lord, that, that our eyes are on Him, our focus is there and not on this world, because this parenting deal is so hard that without the Lord's guidance, we will mess it up worse. <laughs> we'll mess it up, but I think we'll mess it up worse without Him. We have to do it in the Lord. So first, you have to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have that relationship with him, find him. Invite him into your heart. Allow the Lord to be your Savior. But children, I want you to hear me today too. If you don't know Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, I want you to hear me this morning. All children that are in here, I want you to hear me this morning that, that Jesus loves you and He wants you to know that He is your Savior. And that He is the way, the truth, and the life and that there's no other way. And when your parents mess it up, because they will, kids, I promise you they'll mess it up. Jesus doesn't mess it up, ever. God the Father never messes it up. His love is perfect. And your parents' love won't be perfect. But His is. And it's amazing. And so I want you to hear me this morning, kids, and I, Matt Miles, focus! Eyeballs, kids, eyeballs! 
God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And kids, you've got to have forgiveness on your parents when they mess it up, and I pray that your parents come and tell you when they mess it up. But I want you to know that Jesus loves you and He died for you. And He wants you to have a life with Him no matter what happens on this earth. No matter how you are raised, no matter how your parents are, no matter what happens in all that. Jesus loves you and He wants a relationship with you. And so kids, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day. If you would like to talk with me about it, I would love to talk with you about it. But I would ask that you talk to your parents first, all right? But I am here to talk with you. So I'm going to invite the praise team up. I want to point out, though, to parents first, just as I've said, the only way to do this is in the Lord. The only way to, to, to do this in a way that is pleasing to God is in Him. And parents know that you'll mess it up, but make it right. Don't be afraid to make it right when you do it wrong. And I've done it wrong a lot. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just as we all are. But know that God loves you too, parents, more than you can ever know. And even when you mess it up, He still loves you. As we've talked about in class, it's not performance-based. It's an unconditional love. And I want you to know that keep on trying for Him. When the parenting gets hard, ask for Him for strength. Ask for Him for patience. Ask Him to give you all the things in which you need to be the parent in which He calls you to be. Kids, Know that Jesus loves you a tremendous amount, more than mom and dad. And mom and dad love you a lot. So if you have not accepted him, today's the day. Today's the day. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for the love that you pour out. I thank you that we have this scripture of how we're to be as children, of how we're to be as parents, but most of all, how we're to be is your child. And I thank you that we have this scripture. And Lord, I pray that we truly look at this as we walk with you. That we walk with you because it is right. Because it is scriptural. Because it's in our best interest. Because we will have abundant life when we do it. Because you, Jesus, said you're going to prepare a place for us. And when we walk in you and believe that you are the Christ, we have life and life abundant. Thank you, thank you for that promise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.